Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 12 in the book of First John. I'm going to title today, Living for the Pleasure. Now, that's not the pleasure of self, but the pleasure of God. And if we follow the breadcrumbs of behavior from a Christian, we should find there a trail of tenderness that's rooted in Christ and resembles Christ, and today that pleases Christ. So living in such a way that pleases God. We're in a section where uh, it's very practical. The soundbite is Christian is as Christian does. The interior life is proven by extern- exterior, external action. And the love of God is practically manifested by the love of his people. So our love for God is practically manifested by our love for his people. And the affection for Jesus can be seen by the affection that we have for the knucklehood, that is, the brotherhood. And true transformation leaves a trail of tenderness, that is, love for the brotherhood. We should be able to see it. So I'm going to continue with that thought. From this is all that that was all from earlier in First John chapter three, and now I'm going to start in verse sixteen. First John three sixteen, and I'm going to say the verse and then just give a little. Uh, explanation of it, and work down to uh, verse 22. Verse 16, by this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. So our knowledge, here's my comment, our our knowledge, Christian conversion is evidenced uh, by knowledge, knowing that Jesus laid down his life for us, but that interior knowledge doesn't stop there. Then it's exampled by laying down our life for our brothers. So our knowledge is evidenced by what we do with with that knowledge, which is supposed to be lay down your life for your brother. Verse 17, but if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? So the point is that robust relationship with God is displayed by what you do with your stuff. And your hidden heart is exposed, for better or for worse, by what you do with the world's goods, with the stuff that God has given you. So it's kind of like not as what's in your wallet, but what do you do with the stuff that's in your wallet? Verse 18, little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. So again, making that that big point, the reality of love isn't in word or talk or in theory, but is the tr- in the truth of our deeds. Verse 19, by this we shall know that we are of the truth and reassure our hearts before him. So the first person that needs to be made known about the reality of our Christianity is me. So the the point here is that the capacity for self-deception and thinking that, hey, I'm okay and you're okay, the capacity for self-deception is infinite. So we shall know that we are of the truth how we know it by our life, by our stuff, by our deeds, by our practical. So how do I reassure myself, reassure, how do I reassure my heart to myself before God? Well, I look at my actions, I look at my doings, I look at the evidences. And then here's the contrary verse, is that for whatever Whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart, and he knows everything. So God's capacity for deception is zero. So compare 
our capacity for deception, which is infinite, God's capacity for deception is zero. He knows every everything. He sees, yes, the inside posture, and he also sees the outside practice. And if this assessment leaves you short on action and devoid of deeds, and if your goods have made visible the invisibility of a true interior life, that is like you're either not converted or you're not acting like it. And if your life betrays the lies that you've been telling yourself, then should we just like give up the, you know, the hope here? No. The point of this is be convicted and embrace that conviction. In fact, run to the conviction because there's something much, much, much worse than the Lord's conviction. And that is his indifference, his indifference. The Romans 1 talks about it where God gets gets to the point of God gave them up. And this, this passage specifically sounds like something God is not doing. He's not giving up on you. In fact, if I could you know, say what I hear God doing is God is leaning in. in. This is a wake-up call. And, and I think God is saying, hey, you say you have this uh, a God within, and does your life without, outside, does that demonstrate it? Not, not demonstrated on another con- continent, but with the brothers and sisters and the knuckleheads that he's surrounded you with. So this is life with God, not in theory, not just in your head, but in your hands, not just in your intentions, but in your possessions, and not just in your words, but your works. Verse 21, beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God. So this is kind of the good. If, you, if you're not condemned before God, then we're supposed to have a confidence. And it's manifested by this asking and receiving and a relationship that pleases him. Verse 22, and whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do what pleases him. So if you knew, if you really, really knew that God cares about you and that God hears your pleas, what would you ask? I'm going to leave that. That's a great question for today. Hold your thought because I've got one more verse. All right, so you're... You're a God that I want to see. I want to serve at your pleasure. Verse 22, whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do what pleases him. So doing what pleases him. That's where I get the title today, living the pleasure. So we are doing stuff, external stuff that pleases God. Then these practical truths can please God. What I know, what I do, how I think and how I live. What I decide and what I do, what goes on in my head and also what goes on in my hands, what goes on in my intentions, but also with my possessions, what goes on with my words, but also with my works. These things can please God. Don't face the condemnation of actionlessness and sin, but please God by our behaviors. Let's live for the pleasure of God by what we do. Thanks for listening.